With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello and welcome to the True Blue LA podcast. Jacob Birch, that's me. Eric Steven, that's you. I'm pointing at my monitor right now. <laughs> Man, I, I do love that song that I can clearly you never hear. hear. I'll figure it out. I'll figure out a way to pipe it to you. Don't worry, buddy. I mean, I hear it eventually. So. I just started reading the show note outline uh, you sent me just like verbatim. Not not safe <laughs> for public consumption. Uh, I so, need to, uh, oh, yeah, yeah, we need to put in there part of the show notes like play intro. Play intro. <laughs> Make pithy yeah. remark about how Eric is dressed. So, hey, uh, wait a minute, what? <laughs> <laughs> or not dressed. So, uh, we have a uh, lot, lot to go through. It's been a, an interesting week, right? Sort of the trend of maybe this team is good. Maybe this team can win the division kind of continued up until, and it st- still has, but it was less pleasant last night <laughs> uh, for yeah. a number of reasons. Um, we were going to talk about a position player, but let's talk about the rotation first. Yeah, so like the... The weird part about this is like we're the that actual we're recording this on Wednesday morning. By the time this comes out, uh, maybe Wednesday night, maybe Thursday. Like I would imagine there'd be enough news that were, will have happened that will, that could render all this moot. But um, so what what we know now is that um, well, okay. First things first, there was the hope was you know the starting pitching was actually doing well, 
And, they, you know, we've seen this the last couple of years. They, they've been without Kershaw um, for a little bit. And the starting pitching tends to, uh, has done has done pretty well without him. Um, just in general, they, they, they struggled at first this year, but then they've been rallying the last couple of weeks. Um, and now the, the hope was, okay, we're getting, uh, the Dodgers are getting um, Kershaw back on Thursday. He's supposed to come off the DL to start against the Phillies. And then, okay, now it's starting to um, look promising. Um, but <laughs> then last night, uh, Kenta Maeda, who has been great his last two starts, um, just fantastic. I think, uh, what was it, like 20 strikeouts and no walks in, and no runs in those last two starts. And then last night on Tuesday, he left in the second inning, um, just nine batters in. He recorded five outs. Um, his stuff was a little down, but uh, he had a hip strain. Um it was very weird. Uh, they came out. Jake Arrieta was batting. He gave up a home run and then a double with one out in the in the second. Um, and then he was sort of stretching on the mound. And then the trainer came out and uh, Dave Roberts came out. He threw a couple warm up pitches and uh, it was noticeable on Sportsnet LA. Um, the after the first warm up pitch, I don't like I said I don't know if Kento Maeda cusses in English. But he said what appeared to be fuck right after the first warm up well, pitch. There it is. And uh, you know, we have the explicit tag this week. Um, and uh, but then he stayed in um, and pitch area struck him out on three pitches because he's a pitcher and pitchers can't hit. Don't let anyone else tell you otherwise. Uh, DH to the NL anyway. Um, but um, and then uh, uh, my they came back out again and then Maeda was lifted this time. So uh, hip strain almost certainly going to go on the DL. Because he's going to have to miss a start. Uh, he's having an MRI today. That that's what I'm saying. That by the time this comes out, we'll know more. But uh, it's it'll be stunning if he's not on the DL. Um, so that puts them in a little, a little bit of a quandary here. Um, I've sort of outlined this a couple times uh, in a few posts. But um, so they 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 sent Brock Stewart down after his start. He's been mediocre. Uh, he's went four innings a couple times. Just really hasn't been that impressive overall like mm-hmm. like it didn't show have the promise that he showed two years ago i know he was hurt last year for part of it so that's probably a factor but um uh for him to come back like if the dodgers need a starter by sunday at some at some point even with kershaw back uh, and then for it for that start to be stewart he'd have to be replacing someone on the dl that very conceivably could be maeda but um there's also the matter of the Dodgers um, uh, bullpen being like super taxed because Maeda left with uh, in the second inning last night. Brock Stewart only pitched four innings on Monday. So uh, I was looking at like Daniel Hudson threw 47 pitches in two innings. He's done for today. Uh, Eric Goodell and Scott Alexander each pitched the last two days. In the last uh, year, basically, of baseball, not counting the playoffs, uh, the Dodgers have used one reliever in three consecutive days, and that was Kenley Jansen earlier in May. They just don't do that. So I, I, I would imagine Goodell and Alexander probably down today. So Dave Roberts said after last night's game they need one or two relievers. There's a wrinkle in that, in that Adam Libertor can be called up. He was option on May 19th. He can be called up, no problem. But if they, if they call up two relievers um, – you have Pat Venditti, um, JT Chargois, and um, uh, Edward Paredes all on the 40-man. They were optioned in the last week. They'd have to have a DL move to come up. So if you use, like, Maeda going on the DL to call one of them up, 
then you have to do something else for Stuart. But then this morning, overnight, I guess, you know, I wake up to like two different tweets from Dennis Santana, a starting pitcher, uh, who, who first, well, first of all, it's funny. He, he tweeted like 2.45 in the morning or at least Pacific time. Um, how do you get to Nashville from Nashville to LA asking for a friend? <laughs> and so, uh, Oklahoma City was in Nashville last night. They got rained out. He was supposed to start last night. Uh, and the game got rained out. So, like, by fortuitous luck, he's actually available. Uh, he tweeted another picture this morning of him on a plane um, heading to L.A. Like, you know, God is good, all that kind of stuff. So he's clearly coming up today. Um, the only question is, is he going to be coming up to start? Or that? Um, the other issue is the, oh, by the way, this weekend, uh, after the Philly series, the Dodgers are in Coors Field. So understandable if you think, uh, they don't want Dennis Santana to make his major league debut in the hitting environment of Coors Field. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even if he gets to face the Rockies offense, which is terrible. Um, so they're weighing that. So, and then, and if, if you, if you bring him up as a starter and you want him to start in the comfortable, more comfortable environment of home. Then that means you have to maneuver. You either have to move Ross Stripling, who's starting Wednesday night, or Clayton Kershaw, who was supposed to come back Thursday, and that seems like an awful lot of maneuvering just to just to help one like rookie. So it's all up in the air. Very, it's very conceivable that Dodgers could be calling up Santana to be an extra reliever, uh, but then that would require that means someone starting this weekend who we just don't know yet and. DL move or a corresponding move of some sort, like if it's like um, Manny Benuelos or something that I'm just just stabbing here. So the pitching staff is in a little bit of flux right now. Like there's a lot of uh, moving parts, a lot of variables. Like like Daniel Hudson after throwing 47 pitches and frankly didn't look very good. Um, he could be quote unquote hurt and <laughs> might, might have to go on the DL himself. So like there's that too. Like uh, uh, so, you know, there's going to be some maneuverings going on in the next couple of days. But the, the point is, Dennis Santana is going to make his major league debut. Don't know if it's in, as a starter or, in, or as a reliever, but pretty cool. Um, yeah, so that that's sort of where we're at right now with the rotation. That was a long-winded answer. So let's, let's, let's play this game. June, uh, let's say June 12th. What is the yeah. Dodgers' five-man rotation? Okay, so at that point, Rich Hill still within the... Uh, that four week zone of, um, he's been like sort of, uh, throwing a lot. He throws a lot anyway. He's weird. Um, <laughs> he, he, he's, he's been like lobbying MLB to say, let him pitch with a like tape on his finger, which would probably open up a Pandora's box of like, Hey, pitch every pitcher going, my finger hurts. Like, let me do this. <laughs> so doubt that's going to happen. Um, so I think Hill's still going to be down. I, I like, I don't think they, they just, I don't think they're high on Brock Stewart right now as a starter, at least. So I just think June 12th. Um, well, okay. Here's the other issue. Um, uh, they have uh, like a, a period coming up where they have like three off days in a, in a, I think it's a 10 or 11 days. They, they have one of those um, uh, home and home deals. I think it's with Texas. So they only play them two, two game series. So, uh, I believe it's uh, they have a Monday Thursday week uh, coming up, so like they could maneuver this to where whoever's starting Sunday, if it's or, or this time through the rotation, 
might only need to start twice. Um, so June 12th sort of falls within that, but let's just for sake of argument, let's just assume they're normal. So I, I do think it'll be Kershaw, yeah. um, Wood, mm-hmm. Bueller, mm-hmm. um, and then strip, Stripling and okay. uh, and then Santana. I, I do think okay. I think ultimately Santana, that's what's going to happen. But we'll see. Uh, that's what's weird about them calling up Santana now, given that they already sort of were going to have Stripling and Kershaw start um, this weekend. So uh, it's a little weird. And what else is weird? It's it's a strange time for this to be happening, just because. Uh, you you alluded to it earlier. The Dodgers starting pitching has looked pretty darn good. Yeah, so I mean, like, like this strength, this this nebulous thing that keeps changing, continues to be a strength of the team uh, for almost all all of the season. With you know a two three week span where it was not. So I looked. I was looking at this yesterday. Um, so if Kershaw goes Thursday, and like, like I said, that's that's was the plan. It might still be the plan with Santana up. Maybe he gets pushed back a day. I don't know. But Thursday happens to be May 31st. Kershaw last pitch on May 1st. So he gets to bookend the month here. And they um, sort of went without him. And I just want to point out, too, Hyunjin Ryu started on May 2nd. And I just want to mention this every time. He he tore the groin uh, off of his bone. Like, the, the muscle just tore straight off the bone. So uh, it, it was a weird month. Um, so you have... After Kershaw on May 1st, the Dodgers starters through Maeda on um, Tuesday night, they were, they had, you know, like 25 starts. And then in two, in 17 of those starts, they allowed two or fewer runs. Uh, I actually meant to put, have the ERA at the ready and I'm, I'm calculating this live. This is captivating podcasting. Um, uh, 306 ERA with like in those 25 games. And that's with like Stripling filling into a new role. It's with um, Brock Stewart starting a couple times. It's everyone sort of pick, stepping up. So the the downside is they average like a little bit over five innings to start. So there were some short outings, but also two, two of those outings were, or three of those outings were injuries. Um, that included the Rich Hill zero inning start. Um, that included... Um, Maeda start Tuesday and included Hyunjin Ryu getting hurt in the second inning on May 2nd. So, um, like, if you take those out, um, you basically have – they're averaging about five and two-thirds, which is, a, like, a normal starting rotation. Mm-hmm. And especially great – or not great, but pretty good when you consider it didn't have Kershaw. So, um, like, they were performing very well, like – the strikeout to walk ratio was almost uh, five to one um, in in those twenty five starts. So I mean they were doing really well, um, and then, like but like they really really do need Kershaw back, and then and that's even like saying like we're saying like uh, they need more than Kershaw because someone has to start um, you know at some point and that's probably going to be Santana. Switching over to the defensive side of things, you want to. I, I don't have a lot to go on. Uh, uh, again, you just told me I want to talk about Max Muncy, and I said, okay, I'll let you do that. Uh, he's been playing pretty darn good, uh, to say the least. Richard Bustos asked, why is he playing so much? To which you already tweeted a, a spoiler of this podcast, uh, giving him a little stat breakdown. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, one of, the, one of our questions. Uh... We had a lot of questions. Thanks for everyone for sending those in this week. Um, 
I, th I think we're using like 10 or 11. And I think there's like one or two that I didn't even use just mostly because either they were late or just like we couldn't fit them in. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, so his question was, why is Muncie playing, Max Muncie playing so much? And well, I'll tell you why. Because <laughs> he's like the second best or best hitter on the team right now. Like uh, he's hitting um, 244, 359, 512 with six home runs. Uh, six home runs is actually um, the same as Matt Kemp, who has played all season. Um, he leads the team in RBI in May. Um, he's his 512 slugging percentage is second on the team only to Matt Kemp, who's 531. Um, basically, he's hit like, and so the fact the fact that he's hitting is like keeping him in the lineup. Uh, he's a lefty, which adds a, you know something they sort of needed um, <clears throat> when Turner was out. Muncie and Kyle Farmer were basically platooning at third, and like since Turner and like this is one of those things where like it's really an opportunity that Muncie sort of sees, and it's baseball is not fair a lot. Um, in those opportunities, like sometimes you you get an opportunity and you have to do something with it very quickly or else it goes away. The Dodgers were at a point where they were they were without Turner. They were very desperate. They were without Forsythe. Um, they were using, like I said, Muncie and Farmer at third, not not like what they would have chosen, I don't think, um, at least, you know, high up on the on the depth chart there. But um Muncie, it took a while. He was not, he wasn't hitting right away, but he had that time to sort of hit. But then, right before Turner came back, he started sort of picking it up a little bit. Muncie did, and then that sort of helped him like stay. Um, he's left-handed, so like Farmer was the one who was sent down. It made more sense. They brought back two righties in Forsyth and Turner. Um, but then Muncie like just kept hitting, and like then now they have to sort of work him in. And like Muncie's hitting so much that. He's playing first, and they moved like Cody Bellinger to center. Like Cody Bellinger, I mean, I don't. He's not. He hasn't. He's played one year, but I think he's considered like very like an excellent defensive uh, first baseman. But he's also like the fastest player on the team. So um, I think, and he's he's good in center. And then with Chris Taylor at short, the, the Dodgers have an open outfield spot. This is what I was talking about with opportunities, like. You could say like, well, what, what if what if they just bring up Alex Verdugo? And that's a very valid point. Like, but you like I said, you have to like seize the opportunity. Verdugo did fine when he was up, but he didn't like blow everyone away. And I think also the part of when they when they kept Muncie around, it was to be a bench guy, and you want Verdugo playing every day. So unless you're calling Verdugo up to play nearly every day, there's not much of a point for that right now, unless they're really in dire straits. So. That was part of what made Muncie's opportunity, and he just really ran with it. Um, like I said, n might not be fair uh, in terms of how those things happen, but that's how it works sometimes. But uh, Muncie has started um, – he started 17 straight games against righties. So basically that's his role right now. He started once against lefties. Um, but, yeah, so he's going to basically play for now um, against righties. And then I guess when he doesn't hit, that's when they can – they might make a move. But – for now, he, he keeps hitting. He had a double last night. He's going to keep playing. So that's what it's probably going to be uh, for the foreseeable future. So I think it was three episodes ago. Maybe it was two. Chiefs, if it was two, that'd be wild. But I think it was three. I asked you to uh, grade the Dodgers uh, on different aspects. 
uh, and it oh. seems right after I asked you, and you gave uh, unkind remarks mostly across the board. I gave you, I think, even I think you gave a half a grade lower across the board. Yeah. Uh, let's let's redo this. Uh, okay. Starting pitching. Uh, so I, I would say probably like B minus at this point. Like that's, you know, I think that's what you gave them last time, which, which, which yeah. seems fair. Cause when I, when we did that, they, they, they kind of started that, Hey, maybe we'll, we'll be okay. Yeah. And it's, I mean, it could be a B, I guess, but like just, just in general, like I think B, not, it's maybe not by their own fault. It's just. Like literally today, if Maeda goes on the DL, they'll have four fifths of their starting rotation on the DL. It might just be for a day, but still, that's that's pretty bad. So I think you just have to go B minus there. I will say, like Maeda got the loss last night because um, the offense didn't do much against Jake Arrieta, and uh, that was the Dodgers' first loss by a starting pitcher since May fifteenth. So they were doing really well, but I'll still go B minus. I think. Okay, offense talked about Max Muncy doing well. He was, that was a little, un, that was more of a, oh, that's funny. He did, he's been doing kind of well, you know, three weeks ago, and he's kind of kept it up. Oh, yeah. And Justin I, Turner's back. Chris yeah. Taylor's so hitting better. I honestly don't remember what I gave them. It was, I think it was low, but I'll still go like a C here. Maybe, probably, I think a C here. Just Turner's help. Max Muncy has helped. Matt Kemp's really hitting. Grandal's fine. Uh, but yeah, like Bellinger's terrible. Chris Taylor's had a good May. But just has generally been disappointing. Um, Forsythe's been bad. Uh, Puig has been okay. He he's starting to pick it up a little bit. He had like that stretch of like five home runs in eight or nine games after none for a month. So uh, yeah, I think around a C is probably there. Okay, I'll, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go C plus. I'm optimistic that Bellinger will. I don't. I don't think. I think he'll still have very much a sort of sophomore season. But I don't think I don't think his June will be as bad as his May. How about that? Oh yeah, for sure. I think he's something in like a like a three for forty two slump right now. He's yeah. just been really bad. And I think I think Chris Taylor, my hero, he's back. We're good. Yeah, we're good to go. Uh, bullpen. Um. So here, like they've improved a little bit. Uh, still has has been sort of the glaring, festering sore. Um. So, I th- I think I want to go like probably c plus here though because they've had some they've been put in some tough spots and they've done like they've actually done pretty well in the games where like these starters have bailed early and um just done relatively well of late um but they there's still a lot i think that's going to be one of the needs like main needs they address and we'll get to that i'm just thinking of one of the questions but yeah so i think probably a c plus for them at this point okay and the final category is uh, beat reporters. Ooh, uh, clear. This is probably like a D. <laughs> it's just everyone's mailing it in at this point. Oh, so. Okay. Uh, well, we've got a bunch of questions. It's it, we got so many questions. It was interesting. I kept having this kind of follow up questions to talking about the rotation, talking about um, sort of the offense in general, but Muncy as well. And so many of our listeners have asked these questions for me. So. Uh, let's let's get into it. Speaking of Max Muncy, maybe a lot of people replied <laughs> that name to this question: Who will hit? Who will lead the Dodgers in home runs in 2018? So we talked about this. From, that as, is from our friend John. And as oh yeah, from John Weissman. And so as, as bad as Cody Bellinger's been, like right now he's hitting 234, 
301-437, so pretty bad. He's still tied for the team lead with eight home runs, so I'd be hard-pressed to pick anyone but Bellinger. Uh, Yasmin and Grandal has eight, so we're, we're exactly at the third uh, one-third point of the season right now. The Dodgers have played 54 games, um, so, you know, the old try-and-two-trick, this multiply everyone's number by three. Um, so I think Grandal is is about that level, like he like a 25-homer guy, you know, maybe a 20 to 25-homer guy. I don't think he's going to do much more than that. So it's hard-pressed for me to say Grandal's going to continue it. Matt Kemp has six home runs. Uh, Kike and Chris Taylor have seven. The Max Muncy uh, aforementioned has six. Puig has five. I, I, I would really be hard-pressed to go with anyone other than Bellinger for this right now because as bad as he's slumping, he's still tied for the team lead with eight. So I think his even if he becomes a one-trick pony, that one trick is going to be home runs. Uh, so I think he'll he'll be up there. Bellinger was my answer too, but I just uh, for the sake of argument and diversity, I'll say Kike. How about that? Nice. Oh, that'd be that'd be something. Uh, next question is from let's see, uh, Tommy Blackjack. Another a lot of longtime listeners uh, sending us questions. By the way, it's exciting to see. Yes. Uh, Tommy He's wants like to a, know a platinum member, as it were. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think the team will prioritize at the trade deadline, pitching or offense? You, again, talking about that episode three weeks ago. Three weeks ago, we were being asked, "What are they going to sell? Who are they going to sell at the deadline?" What, how, what a what a crazy three weeks. Most right. mostly thanks to the Diamondbacks being awful, uh, less yeah. and the Dodgers finally kind of winning at a normal rate. Yeah, the Dodgers are are um, what uh, they're twenty five and twenty nine as we as we speak. So. They are on pace for 87 losses still, but they're four and a half games back in the West. So the Rockies are actually in, in the lead, and they've been mm-hmm. outscored on the year. So weird year overall. Um, so who would they prioritize? I, I think it's still – I think it's bullpen. But, like, as, as we've seen, their, their starting rotation is super thin. Um, it's reasonable to expect, like, Rich Hill back at some point. So as thin as that. So – that said, I think it would, wouldn't surprise me if they're in the market for a starter, but I think bullpen is where they go. And then also, while we're like praising what Max Muncy has done, are you like, are you really thinking like he's just going to be he's going to be a, a starter like going forward like for the whole year? Um, and so I think offense is also a priority. So I do think, um, like. They'll, they're probably going to go harder after a reliever, um, but it would not surprise me at all. I think they're probably going to be in the market for like a, a starting level uh, position player too. And the fact that Bellinger is so versatile and Chris Taylor is so versatile, it puts them in play for just about anybody. I know the, there's going to be salary cap implications, so the, the caveats still apply for like a Manny Machado. Uh, Jose Abreu was bandied about a couple weeks back. Uh uh, and that makes a little bit of sense. He's cheaper, uh, but he makes about nine million. So, whatever the prorated would be when they, or no, he's like thirteen million, I guess. Whatever the prorated would be of that when they bring him in, um, they could probably fit that in. But yeah, so I think they're in play for just about anybody, whether it's a first baseman, a a shortstop, an outfielder. Like so, uh, I I don't know. I don't know what the answer. I, I would guess if they're going to get a starting position player then I guess I would probably put that just because of the, the value. Uh, I'd rank that ahead of the bullpen. So I would say probably let's, let's lean offense on this one. Okay. 
Yeah, I my answer to this was both. I I think yeah. the, the something in the line of the uh, the Rich Hill trade, uh, but with more emphasis on seeing if they can get like three <laughs> fresh bullpen arms. And I think the, good, the great thing about the bullpen, I think that's something that's something they can do starting like in June, starting now. Whereas right. I think getting that front that starter level bat and maybe a starting pitching again due to the. Uh, the tax threshold trophy that they're trying so badly to get, the <laughs> longer they wait, the more likely they are to land someone. Exactly. Um, so, and then also, if they do get a position player in a in a multiplayer deal, but maybe it's hopefully it's not as someone who is as loathed by the fan base as Josh Reddick ended up. I, you know, I called it the Rich Hill trade for a reason. I wanted to create <laughs> positive feelings on on suggesting something like that. Jeff wants to know. What approach do you think the team will take with limiting WB's innings? The Warner Brothers? Um, no, yeah, yeah. Walker Bueller. Yeah, so, so he's at, uh, I had it in front of me, I think it's like 54 innings right now. Um, yeah, so, okay, so 40, yeah, 41 in the majors. And then, um, uh, yeah, he was, he had, um, God, why won't this page load? Uh yeah, thirteen. So he's fifty-four innings total. They haven't really given an actual total of what his innings cap would be. I would imagine it's around one hundred and fifty, playoffs included. Uh, but like I said, not a hard and fast thing. But at some point, he's gonna he's gonna be sort of um, you know put on ice. But basically, the, the what they're gonna just gonna do is they're just gonna option him. Um, I would imagine at some point, maybe around the All Star break. Um, I, like I said, it really depends. Like we're at a point right now where, um, you know, they're they're calling up Dennis Santana, Brock Stewart's still in play. Like they they they're they're thin right now, so he's he has to be in now. Um, but maybe around the All Star break, something like that, uh, he might be considered. Um, you know, that might be a time to sort of rest him. Um, that said, um, so here's why optioning him makes a little more sense. And like I said, this isn't their. I don't think this. Is, is in any way their primary uh, motivation for doing this, but it's an ancillary benefit. And then just one, it was never going to happen. Like, like it's not even an issue or never really was going to be an issue until they had to call him up so early this season. But um, so Bueller at the beginning of the year uh, in last September, he accrued uh, 26 days of service time. Um, You need 172 for a full year. So when he was called up the first time to make his first start, it was a one-day thing. And then I forgot someone got hurt that next week. Um, and so he was called up again, but this time it was as a 26-man in the doubleheader. So he got one day each for those times, and then he, he was back up for good on May 4th. So um, the bottom line is if he stays on the season, on the roster the entire entirety of the season – and brewed from now to then, he'll roll over recruit 178 days of major league service time. So if they just send him down once and like, you know, for at least their uh, well, I guess it has to be at least 10 days, but yeah, seven more days in the minors means that Bueller cannot accrue a full season this year, which down the road means he's not a free agent until after the 2024 season instead of 2023. So that's going to happen. I mean, there's no question about it. And it really wouldn't have been much of an issue. Like that was all, all going to be in the plan anyway, not because they're trying to screw Walker Bueller out of a year. 
It's just that like they were going to limit his innings anyway. It was just not never realistically going to happen. So I look for that to happen um, at some way. They're going to option him for sure. Um, and then he's going to be under team control uh, for six more years instead of five. Moving from young players to old players, sort of, who on the current roster will be the oldest to retire and how old? Past injury history can be considered, but imagine a magical world with no future major injuries, just normal wear and tear, specific to positions and body types. That's uh, Man. Cal Crawford, not Carl Crawford, former Dodger. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I think, I wonder if it's Chase Utley. He just keeps playing. I, yeah, Chase was my answer. Like, <laughs> yeah. Um, so the youngest, like now, um, is, you know, it will be Alex Verdugo, but like, and, but I think like, uh, Bellinger is there too. Also, they're both 22, Dennis Santana's 22. Like I would go with probably like Seager's 24, uh, probably Bellinger would be my guess, but. Man, honestly, I, I haven't really. But the interesting know. thing here is, it also depends on your desirability. Like, you have to have skill a skill set that doesn't right. require lean on your legs usually, and often doesn't lean. So, like, you you need to be able to like contribute somewhere defensively, and either be a superstar hitter, um, or not. So that's where someone whose primary position is first base makes me a little like, like I I don't see. Either Belger needs to get really good at the outfield, or I just don't see it. I think he already is, though. Like he's okay. He's, okay fair. He, yeah. He, he he. This is our center, the Dodgers center fielder, sir. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So if you look at it another way, like I don't know if this, if, if I'm framing the question the right way, but is it oldest as in down the road or just oldest by their age? By because, their. That's like, how I see it. Like so, you so take Chase these twenty five people. Yeah. You take these twenty five people go 50 years in the future which one of the how which one of them was the oldest when they retired yeah so you have um so chase utley is probably just the leader because he's already there exactly 39 and he signed for another year i don't i would i don't know if he's going to play next year um but let's let's give him the doubt benefit that i'd say 40 rich hill's 38 he's under contract for his age 39 season that's interesting i didn't think of rich hill and i should have yeah Ton of blister issues, but like you, you figure he's gonna try to probably stick around after that. And that's kept once. his arm very fresh. It's the fun, which is like, <laughs> right. and that's the part that actually would. Once your arm's gone, you know, at thirty nine, that's when you just hang him up. He no, could, Rich Hill's an interesting answer. He could moyer Frank Tanana this thing for a while. Um, so yeah, you know what? Think about it. Like I guess I was thinking about the other way, but I think it's it's probably got to be Rich Hill at this point. Uh yeah, I think so. And I like he could he could have that Bartolo Colon like Jamie Moyer just like you're just you're still here. You're just hanging around. <laughs> yeah. I so, so I like Rich Hill as an answer. There there you go. Thanks for the question, Cal. Let's see. Who would you are is there any pitcher you would trade Walker Bueller for? That's from Brandon Johnson. Okay. So th- this is an interesting one. Um like I just mentioned about the service I think. So you're looking at a guy in Bueller, uh, Bueller, uh, who's going to be under contract for his ages 24 to 29 seasons after this one. So that's like what you want, right? Like that's, that's the ideal. I was looking at just, okay. The most two recent examples of actual successful Dodgers, like draftees who, who came up and stayed up, um, 
Kershaw, the gold standard. So 2008, he came up in May, and then he was, uh, you know, had six more years before he would have qualified for free agency had he not signed the extension before that final year. But in those six years, um, he accumulated 39 uh, war, which, you know, I mean, you're not to, to say that that's clearly the upper limit, right? Mm-hmm. Like that Bueller is not going to do that. I mean, even if he's great, he's not going to do that. Um, but like, let's look at a more realistic example. Um, Chad Billingsley, who even included a time when he was hurt, he came up in 06, his, his sixth year um, after that, uh, after that 06 year was 2012. So from 07 to 2012, um, he was a perfectly reasonable starter, um, and that included some injury time, 15.6 war. So that's like, that's two and a half war to, you know, a little bit more a season. That's pretty good. Like that's, you know, if, if it's not a league average starter, it's close. And let's it's say, do you think Bueller's going to do better than that? I completely am fine with that. But like as a baseline, that's what you're sort of looking at. Uh, but obviously you'd hope for more. Um, but you know, look at like let's say Max Scherzer, right? So he he's the gold standard right now, I think, in the game, and just in terms of who's pitching the best right now. There's also Justin Verlander, um, but he's also older. So like you know, what are you actually getting with with Scherzer? You would get let's say they do it this season at some point. This is hypothetical. The Nationals aren't trading Scherzer. We know it, um, and it would take more than Bueller to get him. But um, you're You'd get with Scherzer, he's 33 now, and and then he's under contract for three years and 105 million after this one, so 35 million a year. Um, he has he's been great, like his last six years, 37 war. So he's basically been at that Kershaw level, a little bit older. Um, but then what are you going to expect from the next? Uh, I'm sorry, it's it's I think it's uh, after then through for like five and a, and a third years through like what he has down. So he, he's very good. He's great. Um, what are you getting the next three? Is he going to be like a five win pitcher uh, over the next three or something? Like maybe, probably. Um, but so that's what you're sort of looking at. And as great as it is, like uh, I was looking back to like CC Zabathia. He was, he won the Cy Young in uh, 2007 was awesome in 2008. He had, that was the year he was traded to Milwaukee. Uh, in, going into his free agency year, and then after that, his next six years, what he had twenty WAR. Um, Verlander, um, yeah, he was won the 2011 Cy Young. He was second in 2012. Maybe should have won a second one. Um, from his, his next six years, and he had a big contract. He was twenty four point four WAR. So uh, Scherzer's already older than that. So like, uh, and you're only getting him for three more years. So what I don't know what you expect there, but like just looking at it from that standpoint, like let's say let's say Scherzer's a twenty-win player the next three years, obviously, in a, and then you're adding him this year as well. That you, that's a great top of the rotation. Any any team would want to have him, but then you look at Bueller. It's not Bueller. It's not reasonable to expect Bueller to come anywhere close to that. But the fact that Scherzer is making like um, you know thirty-five million. Let's let's just say that like you the Dodgers could just buy that <laughs> buy, buy buy the equivalent of that like Chris Sale is going to be a free agent you know there, there, there's going to be someone available they could buy um, and then also have Bueller 
So like, like honestly, I don't, I don't think there's anyone I would trade Bueller for at this point. It sounds weird. Like, like yeah, if they I think, said, you if, think you almost have to look at, are there any other young ish players that are, you have team control for three, four, five, six years cheaply? Well, even like Chris Archer's like, is the, that has the, the really favorable contract and with a bunch of options, but like, even that, like, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think I would trade Bueller for him. So like, I don't think there's there's some like um, super great contract like look at like Noah Syndergaard who's probably great, super injury prone, also been soiled by the Mets. So like what you know, what would you why would you do that? Um, so yeah, I, I don't think there's anyone I just uh, I would trade Bueller for at this point. Okay, I yeah I I couldn't I I did the same game you just did out loud last night when I read the question and yeah. I couldn't come up with anything. Uh, Jacob Degrom was a name I I, I I went to go look at the contract situation and it's it's similar like he's been up long enough and is in his the uh, he has he's avoided arbitration but he's in his arbitration years so you're not he will be cheap but you don't have him for I think three more years the Mets have him so yeah so you you basically like you're getting what two years probably after this one or or whatever it is two or for three, six yeah. of Bueller yeah so like nah nah yep okay so next question is. What are the? I have to make sure I'm reading the question right. You, the show notes. This is new. You did this for me. I really appreciate it. I have links to the links, but I don't have who said it, so I have to, to look. Oh. I want to make sure these question askers, these listeners, get their uh, their name said. Nathan asks. Um, he has two questions actually. Uh, so first, is it realistic to think Andrew Tolls will contribute this season? Yeah. Oh, Tolls, or I thought it was. He, he had two. So what, we have another name oh. coming up, but. Um, yeah, so, well, Tolls for sure. I mean, he's like, he just has a hamstring injury and he's been out a long time, like over a month with it. But I think he's going to be back like rel- within like a week or two, I would imagine. So, yeah, it, I think he for sure it's reasonable. Like like I said, <laughs> all due respect, they're starting Max Muncy right now. Um, <laughs> hey, like, you should that, totally be excited. Home no, run leader, he, Max Muncy. I mean, look, we all were excited about Luis Cruz, too. Like, but, like, <laughs> you, uh, as as good as Muncy's been, like, um, and look, and, and I'm not saying, like, if you think about it, like, well, Tolls is younger. But, like, everyone's, like, gaga for Tolls. It's like, he's also still Andrew Tolls. Like, is he really that great? Like, they sent him down for a reason. Um, yeah, well, I, think, could, I think I think that, I think that, that goes that, into so. Nathan's question. So I I read this as okay. So he'll be on the roster. Do you think he'll be a positive contribution? Yeah, I mean he's going to be he's going to be a part of the the, the he's going to contribute in some way to the team. Like let let's say look let's entertain the idea that they the Dodgers are let's say they make a trade right. And I, uh, let's say just throwing this out there. It's someone expensive, relatively expensive. Even though the White Sox just put out a press release saying the White Sox announced Abreu's Amigos meal deal with Papa John. So he's really entrenched in Chicago. So good luck getting him out of there. But let's just say, for example, it's it's Abreu who comes over. You have to add his, like, let's say seven to eight million whenever they get him. And they're kind of up against it a little bit as it is. Um, so maybe you have to include one of your um reasonable uh, other contracts like Jock Peterson I think is making 2.6 million Josh Fields is making uh, a little bit in the bullpen it's not much but 
like subtracting that helps absorb the cost a little bit. Um, so if you trade like a Jock Peterson, it opens up another slot in the outfield anyway. And then that's Andrew Tolls. Um, and conceivably be a part of a trade. I think he would help in that way too. I don't think they're going to trade him, but let's, I think once it's all settled, I think he's, he, he becomes a viable option, at least as one of the, like the normal regular, like four outfielders, uh, assuming Chris Taylor stays at short. But uh, I, I think it's reasonable to expect him um, for this season. Uh, his follow-up question that you were expecting. Also, <laughs> is it realistic that we will see Julio Urias in the big leagues this year? I mean, see him, yes, but as an impact, no. Like, he's probably, like, he's behind schedule from even what was said in, like, spring training. I know he's throwing off a mound now and stuff. But, like, uh, it's still, he's got a long way to go, man. Like, um, I just think they're going to be super cautious with him. And then once he comes up, it'll be in, like, a very limited role. Not something that's going to be like, oh, well, we have Urias for the playoffs or whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I just, I just don't think it's realistic to expect him to have an impact, but as a goal to like reach the majors by the end of the season, probably. Next, we're going to switch to email questions for a little bit, uh, which means I have them up already. That's nice. Uh, Rusty Heyman asks if Vin Scully was to enjoy an adult beverage, what type of drinks, what kind of drink do you think it would be and why? There was, there was a story about him in like the early in like the fifties. I think it's when the Dodgers won in fifty five or something. He was talking about like enjoying champagne in his um, hotel room or something like that. I forget what it was, but I just for some reason I just in, I have a uh, in my mind. I just picture Vince Scully like sitting back and enjoying a nice glass of champagne. So I, I would go, I'd go champagne. I think he's a he's a a guy who would enjoy champagne with a proper reason too. So I'm gonna go elsewhere. Uh, when my grandfather passed away five years ago, um, something like that, uh, five, six years ago, I received one of the things I received was bequeathed to me was a printout of an email uh, where he uh, asked a friend for a cocktail recipe. And my uh, uh, grandfather reminds me a lot of Vince Scully, not so much in the, the he was a baseball broadcaster, but he was a uh, basketball manager for John Wooden, loved sports oh. in general. Um, same era, and that the recipe was for an old fashioned. So, ah, okay, uh, I'm gonna go with an old fashioned. Yeah, that makes sense. Like it would be something like that you would ask a bartender to make, and it would be like something that only like the the really good like tried and true bartenders would be able to make properly. But so also I, simple, I'm, yes, very easy, yeah. like easy drink to make, somewhat difficult to master, easy to mess up, like ba- that, broadcasting a baseball game. There would not be an umbrella. There wouldn't be no, flames. No, no, like, no. There's no, there's no way. Little little garnish, uh, simple yeah. drink, delicious drink. And all, olive is probably involved somewhere. <laughs> it's also one of my favorites, so maybe I'm uh, projecting a little bit. Uh, thank you, Rusty. Next question is from Mike. Mitchell White has been disappointing at Tulsa so far, to say the least. Do the Dodgers let him work out his problems there, or is it possible he gets sick, sent back down the rancho? Um, I, th- I think like he's been really bad, like, but he's also like pretty, still pretty young, like, especially on the developmental like curve or whatever. Um, he's only made five starts. Like he has a, he is ERA is over nine. Uh, he's pitched 13 total innings. So like, um, if anything, if, I mean, he started the year late, um, 
it's really hard to get a handle on what was going on there. But, like, he could just be hurt. But I don't think it's a thing where, like, well, we're going to send him down. I think it's either he works it out or, like, goes back to, like, extended spring training or something to, if he's if he's hurt or just to work on stuff. But um, just he's still, like, 23. He's only made, like, um, 35 appearances as a pro. He was drafted in 2016. So, like, they're, they're going to just take it slow, I think, with him and let him work it out. Um, but, yeah, I don't think he's going to get, like, demoted anytime soon. Finally, we have two very serious questions from mm-hmm. Greg. Is it true that you have the best two brothers in the world? I I only have one brother, so I'm not sure what this question is about. Do you? Well, so, well, so Greg is my brother, uh, and and like <laughs> yeah, and so the clear answer is no. No, you know they're great. <laughs> I would say yes, and just because you only have one brother, I get to claim that I have the best two brothers. That's so, fair. Um, but yeah, uh, without without them, I'm not. I don't grow up like into baseball and so like they've done a lot for me over the years so and they're much much older than i am because they're geezers so um they have a lot of wisdom to to impart um and i appreciate it so yes yes i do have the best two brothers in the world and finally i read poorly asks asks Hmm. what's the fastest animal in the world uh cody bellinger center fielder (laughs) good answer yeah I, i got i got nothing better uh, so that's it for questions, but I we have five minutes. We didn't get questions from Craig, so that means we do have time to play a little uh, a little game with a pack of baseball cards. So you ready? Yep. Okay, so we're going to do the same game we did last week where uh, you get to ask whatever questions you want. You have five minutes. I'll get my, uh, my timer ready, and we see how many you can get. You got two right last week, I think. We went through four, but you got two right. Yeah, I so, got two right, yeah. So hopefully you can beat that friend. Uh, got the timer ready. Let's reach into this bag real quick. Alright. I have a pack of Bowman 1990 baseball bubblegum cards. This is gonna uh, be gross. Now, was that the, uh, are you gonna eat the bubblegum? I don't know. Now, was that, was that the, are those oversized cards or are they normal size? I think 89 <laughs> was the oversized year. <laughs> the gum is disintegrated. It is just in pieces. <laughs> Um, these are, they look like normal baseball cards to me. They do not look oversized. Uh, that is not a real card. Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Looks like I have 13 cards. So that's, that's, that's what you're shooting for, buddy. Oh man, that's okay. Yeah. Again, I am going to give you the, uh... Uh, oh, man, I'm going to have to read from the back. The, this, the other this, cards were much better. They, yeah, this is 1990, right? Yeah, correct. Okay. I mean, do I even have... I'm not even given a position here on these cards. Hold on. I'm the, these are, are... Wait, yeah, those are... Those were... Uh, oh, I am, I am. I, I see it now. I see, I see where it is. Okay. okay. I'm going to give you the team and the... Uh, whether it's a batter or a hitter, okay? okay. So I have a... I have a uh, start. I have a giant hitter. A giant hitter, uh, Robbie Thompson. <laughs> Correct. Uh, wow. <laughs> wow. Um, I have a Philly hitter. Um, yeah, infielder or outfielder. Uh, he is an outfielder. Um, oh man. So, 
why uh glenn wilson no <laughs> that's more uh uh okay uh wait left-hander or right-hander uh he bats right oh man why am i i don't know why i'm blanking on this uh um, looked like he was a rookie okay in 1990 year. uh eric anthony nope I'm gonna give you one he more might, guess and then we're moving he on. might he might have been left-handed um Okay, if he was a rookie in 1990, yeah, you know what? Uh, just let's pass on this one. Uh, Jeff Jackson. We oh. have a Dodgers hitter. Okay, uh, is infielder or outfielder? Infielder. Um, a 1990 card? Uh, correct. He's, okay. Uh, Willie Randolph? Uh, no. Um, Eddie Murray? Nope. Well, then this pack is crap as far as I'm concerned. No, um... Um, uh, Jose Offerman? Uh, no. Lenny Harris? Nope. Well, if it's an infielder, uh, Cal Daniels? Uh, I guess he was an outfielder by then. Um, what the hell? Um, this is making me angry. I know Uh, this player. This player was on... Alfredo Griffin? Nope. This player was on King Griffey Jr. Baseball on the N64. Dave Hansen? Nope. No, nineteen ninety wouldn't have been on there. Um what am I thinking? No, this is terrible. This is Jose Vizcaeno. Like... Okay, all right. I this have a I have a blue jay hitter. God, there's no pitchers in this deck. Um yeah, outfielder, infielder. Uh he is an uh infielder. Ugh. Um is it Fred McGriff? It is not. Um Kelly Gruber? Nope. Uh, is it Manny Lee? Uh, no. Um, why don't I remember any other Blue Jays infielders? Um, oh man. Uh, is it one of the, uh, is it Garth Orge? <laughs> it is Ed Zosky. Okay, you're just making shit up, man. <laughs> yeah, this, these are a bunch of people I generally have not heard of. Jeff Jackson and... <laughs> Alright, I have a, a Philly pitcher. Okay, righty or lefty? He throws right. Uh, Drafted by the Dodgers. Oh, Ken Howell? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. See? There you go. You got two. You got to break your record. You've got two minutes to do it. Uh, I have a Cardinal batter. Um, uh, Infielder or outfielder? He's an outfielder. Oh. um, Willie McGee? No, he was traded. No, 89, he wasn't. Um, um, righty or lefty? He bats left-handed. Um, Van Slyke was a pirate by this time, I think. So not Andy Van Slyke. Um, so uh, I would say... Oh, this is bad. Um, Earl Langford? There no, you go. Know. Oh, it is. You, okay. You're up to three. I think you have time for at least one more. I have an Expos pitcher. Bill Gullickson. Nope. Uh, okay, righty or lefty? He throws right. Uh, Ken Hill? Nope. Um, Drafted by the, the Rangers in 1979. Oh, God. Okay. That should probably let, give me a better idea. Um and he was a starter or a reliever? Uh, so it's really hard to tell on these cards. Oh, okay. Because like Sorry. the back doesn't even list it. It it, it it's giving me well, career splits. 
against teams. Okay. It's very but strange. like, did it have like his number of innings in like eighty nine? No. Oh wait, yes, it, yes, oh. it does. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. One hundred fifty six. Okay, so starter. There you go. Okay, and so, but it was, uh, and that's you think that would that would help? Uh, no, probably not. Dave Schmidt. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna give you one last shot. Uh, we've got a, a Red Sox pitcher. A Red Sox pitcher, a starter, or reliever. Uh, looks like uh, pitch reliever. Okay, righty or lefty? He throws right. Oh, there's our TT. It was Jeff Reardon. Ah, uh, damn it! You should. I should have said, did he have a sweet beard? Uh, he I did. Have known. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, yeah, that would have given it away. Yeah. <laughs> well, you got three. You're improving, so we got that going for us. Yeah, this I is mean, this is sad. I, I'm I'm mad that I didn't get the Dodger. Uh, you but. should be mad. I even knew it. So um, we uh, we'll we'll switch it up. We'll open another pack of cards next week. What game we play? I might switch it up. I have some ideas on what I can do. I might require me to open the pack ahead of time. The idea I've got, but we'll uh, we'll give it a shot. I have, I have to look. I uh, I don't have any like the similar like pack type thing, but I do have a bunch of like old. Uh, to I might be able to bring you along in this in that. I have some new, more recent cards. Um, even like two, I think I have a bunch of like a bunch of like doubles and stuff from like 2008. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that's a, that's a decade old. So I might I might have to quiz you on a few of these, yes. just picking some random cards at some point. Um, but yeah, uh, so we'll we'll get back at it next week. Um, we'll, we'll have a lot more clarity about what the Dodgers rotation is at that point and where what exactly Dennis Santana's role will be uh, if Dennis Santana. Or someone who's not Brock Stewart is, is the next like guy inserted into the rotation. Um, the Dodgers will have now have 500 starting pitchers in their history. Ooh. So they're they're sitting on 499 right now. So uh, good luck for that, and uh, we'll talk about it uh, next week. <laughs>